Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 4. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the Executive Protection Practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle and those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time you already know what i'm saying is true so if that sounds interesting to you enjoy the show out boom what's up guys this next episode that we recorded is pretty awesome it's something new it's something special something i've never done before and something i'm totally excited about basically what you're going to be listening to are from the uh, executive protection field notes section of my free content. So this content is actually cataloged on my YouTube channel. But what we've done is we've taken like the best of the field notes and we've put them together in this episode to make a power packed episode full of executive protection ticks, tips, techniques, tactics, and principles that are just simply designed to help you out in the field. You'll know some of them, you might disagree with some of them, um, but there's gonna be something in here that's gonna help you guys. These are the types of things that I also have in my Executive Protection Training Day Success Package, which is where I teach you everything I know about the EP game, right? The game that uh, I've grown up in, right? That I've done for the last 15 years all over the world, uh, 60 plus countries, blah, 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 you guys know by now. Nonetheless, if you're watching, if you're listening to this episode, I would encourage you to go to the YouTube channel because it's probably best done there so you can see all the visual aids um, of things that I'm doing out in the industry as I am working and kind of showing you guys what it's like to be out here in the game or at least when I'm out here in the game. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode. Let's elevate our careers together. Let's elevate each other and let's elevate the industry. Come train with me at epspecialist.com and let's make this year the best year of your executive protection career. Enjoy the show. Boom, so check it out. This is a private jet. This is kind of, I want to give you a quick orientation. A little EP field note. We're here with SetJet. This is the quality of what you'll be getting when you get on their planes. Now as an EP agent, there are a few little things you should recognize. This area right here, this is kind of the client dominated area. This is where your client will probably sit. Maybe their number one assistant will probably sit. When you get on one of these planes, one of the main things you want to do is you want to get a low profile. You want to get out of the way. You are kind of in the client holy of holy of holies. This is like EPCQB. You know, a lot of guys want to get on the jet, but you got to remember while you're on here, you've got to be paying attention to what you say, how you act. Definitely act like you've been in an environment like this before. Don't act like it's your first time. Make sure your eyes aren't all like, ooh, you know. This right here, this area is generally where the EP guys sit. I always choose this seat right here. 
I can see who's coming in, I can see who's going out. I'm out of the way, I'm out of their personal area. Obviously different clients like different things. Some EP dudes will sit up there. But on these flights, because you're gonna be in close quarters with your client, I'm focused on staying out of their way, not sitting directly in front of them. So they're staring at my ugly mug the entire time, right? And this last area, this is usually where people go to relax, to rest, where the clients will go to just kind of hang out and chill. Maybe they'll have the kids and the family back here. This is another kind of holy of holies. This is where kind of, you know, they get their alone time. So as an EP agent, you want to sit right in this little area, right in here, set yourself up, make sure everything's on the plane, get a low profile, take a seat. If you have to go to the bathroom, you got to pass through this area because the bathroom's behind you. And uh, surviving on the plane has everything to do with staying out of the way, staying productive, being very respectful of every single thing on the plane, and um, you know, enjoying yourself and making it look good. And the other thing is, while you're on the plane, be thinking about what you're gonna be doing the second you land. Always know your next move. Byron Rogers, Executive Protection Training Day Field Note. Come train with us at epspecialist.com. Boom, what's up guys? Byron Rogers, Executive Protection Training Day Field Note. This is one I'm really passionate about. Learn how to create a culture on your security detail uh, of winners, of inclusion, of uh, cooperation rather than competition. Cover each other, learn how to protect each other. Do not take the credit, push the credit off on the team so that your clients, so that the royal guard, the, ro the royal court, the people that are around your clients, everyone, they don't even know whether or not to give you credit or if it's a team effort because everyone's covering each other, Everyone's being humble, everyone's serving each other. And, and if you can do this, you will create a detail where it is safe and you can stay for a long time because you will have a cohesive unit that knows how to hold the line. One thing you need to understand when you're on the road, you put your client in the room uh, at the end of the hall or wherever the suite, you need to know where all the exits are. You need to have a floor plan written up. You need to know where all the advantageous positions in your on your floor are, where all the fire escapes are, and then also you need to have a plan for how you're getting out with your people if anything happens, or if, depending on that emergency, you're gonna get out with your people, or if you're gonna hold in place, you need to know where all your hard rooms are on that floor. There's a number of considerations. So when you go to a hotel, it's not just let the hotel do it. You gotta think through these things anyways. These are the things we're talking about on the training day. When I'm working, sometimes I wear sunglasses. Sometimes I don't wear sunglasses when I'm doing close protection. Sometimes I wear sunglasses if I wanna be moving my eyes around, I don't want people to see what I'm looking at, then I rock the sunglasses. But there are a lot of times when I choose not to wear sunglasses because I wanna be able to see things, control things with my eyes. Uh, eyes are a very soft but very potent control mechanism you can use to show people, hey, I see you, I see what you're doing, and you can control the crowd, you can control the dynamic <clears throat> using eye contact and various uh, softer forms of communication like that. So just another consideration, uh, take a look at the venue, take a look at what you're gonna be doing, and maybe you do need to use your eyes. Just something to think about. Different operations have different requirements with regards to your loadout, with regards to your gear. You're doing waterborne operations, you've got different considerations than if you're doing something up in the mountains, than if you're doing something you know, uh, on a cruise boat. Um, these are environments that you're gonna find yourself in. Or maybe you're doing uh, uh, an excursion that's horseback riding, kind of centric, 
every single one of those different mission sets has different requirements. You need to know who's in charge of the water, who to call if you're out on the water, if there's an emergency, who to call if you're up in the mountains, if there's an emergency, what local types of plants and animal threats you're gonna have to, you may encounter. You gotta do research that is mission specific before you go on that mission. Train with me, join the League of Executive Protection Specialists. So what we're doing right now is we're driving we're driving Chase, two car motorcade. Uh, we've got a police escort. They're doing all the blocking, uh, running motors on all the lights, making sure that we make it through all the intersections, no matter what the light color is. Um, just makes it look so much smoother. Um, I'm rolling Chase right now, so anyone who tries to pick us up from the rear, it's my job to hold them up. I like to call it ball and chain because you kind of just you're in the back and you're like clearing the, you know, clearing the tracks, just making sure no one's chasing us and you're, you're just keeping everything tight. Um, I'm communicating with my driver, everything I see. While I'm doing this, I'm working with law enforcement um, to facilitate the way we're moving. And also I'm doing my best to burn through the vehicle, um, looking directly through the middle of the client's vehicle and also directly around the side when I can in order to see in front of the vehicle. So I'm never like directly behind the vehicle, certain little things like that. I'm always looking around the side, you know, I'm off to the left like this, or if I'm behind the vehicle, I'm canted so I can see straight through to the back lights of the car in front of me. Never get close enough to where you can't see the, the two tires on top of your dash because then you can't go around and ram somebody if you need to. So that's what we're doing here today. Well, I don't go anywhere without this thing. Got the pocket right there for the phone. If I need to record something, I'll actually turn my phone on uh, video and drop it in here while I deal with someone or something. Uh, and it actually is like the perfect height and width to where I can, I can see and record stuff. Uh, the admin pouch right here is where I keep all my wires and my external chargers. The apple juice for the client. If you can't get your client apple juice in today's day and age, which is juice for their Apple cell phone, you're not even serious right now. It's about coming through for your client, keeping them comfortable, keeping them fed, keeping them watered, keeping them, uh, keeping the apple juice flowing. If you think about two agents, the one that does do all those things and understands the little things that they need and happens to have the charger when they need it and happens to have extra water on them when they need it versus the agent that's just a tough guy, you know, and just like, no, I don't have those things or I don't do those things. It just like keeps them safe. Who do you think they're gonna pick, man? At the FBO, client just got on, on the bird. What is one of the most important things you gotta do? You gotta check all the vehicles. Now, when you're checking the vehicles, right? We're checking the vehicles. How do we keep track of what we're doing so we can do it as quickly as possible without, so that we know where we're at and so that we know we're, that we're being thorough. Every single time you hit a door, boom. Leave it open, check the inside, do your full check, check everything. If you open something in here, leave it open, leave everything open. You leave the doors open, you leave the uh, glove boxes open, you go in here, you open up the center counsel, you leave it all open. The guy behind you comes through and he closes everything, he checks again, and then he closes everything and you guys make a circle around the vehicle. Leave the trunk open, leave it all open as you go through. Your guy behind you comes through, he checks it all over again, and then you guys have gone through the vehicle twice, two, two sets of eyes, right? To make sure that everything's clear and it literally takes you seconds to make sure that there's not a cell phone or anything sensitive 
left in that vehicle, you have to get to your principals and clients later. When your client leaves the suite, make sure you go back, check the suite, take the bags down, take the clients down, do a, have a guy stay back, do a sweep check. It is a concierge thing, but it's also a security thing. You don't want any cell phones, anything to be left with images on it. You don't want any rings to be left, any jewelry to be left, any valuables to be left. Um, it, operational security is key when it comes to this one. Uh, bags to be left, always do a room sweep after the client has left the room. Uh, this is how we stay. This is the, the little things that separate professionals from the amateurs. When you're traveling, be sure to carry cash with you. Take up your drivers, take up your wait staff, take care of the people that take care of you, take care of your handlers. You wanna come because they can make your trip a win or a loss, okay? They can make little things go very wrong. So make sure to take care of people that take care of you. I travel with about a thousand bucks a week cash when I'm on the road, when I'm doing what I'm doing, uh, just in case anything comes up. Why? Because cash may not get you to heaven, but it answers just about everything that takes place here on earth. So take care of the people that take care of you. I'll see you on the next video. Traveling, just a couple little cheat codes here. Uh, Make sure you get your TSA pre, get your clear, get your uh, global entry because when you are traveling, if you do have to travel commercial with your principal at any point in time, you wanna be able to move through that airport um, as easily as possible. There's nothing worse than getting stuck in the general public lines while you know your principal or snagging things when your handler takes you to the lounge because you don't have all the different clearances. Uh, it'll make your life a lot easier. <laughs> part, of part of what we do is travel well. There are a number of different hacks that definitely make you uh, a more effective agent by helping you be in the right places and move through airports as quickly as possible. Another little thing you can do is make sure you keep a uh, COVID test with you. Make sure you have one inside of your um, day pack. Uh, it can help in situations you might find yourself in in a pinch. They sell them in a lot of airports. Uh, in my opinion, the COVID tests have become EDC, especially when traveling. When you're dealing with rentals and you're keeping the keys in the car, always keep a window down. Why do I say that? <laughs> the last thing you want to do is accidentally lock the keys in the car when it's time to jump. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I've seen it happen. Whenever the keys are in the vehicle, leave the window at least partially cracked, if not all the way down, because I've seen people get their keys locked in the vehicle. So if you just build it into your psychology, build it in your mindset, hey, keys are in the Vic, roll the window down. Keys are in the Vic, roll the window down. I promise you will avoid some almost inevitable calamity because, well, Murphy runs around with an ice pick and a baseball bat sometimes in the EP game. Get after it. You're on the road, you're at a venue you don't know, you get sent there, boom, you've got to operate, you're with your client, there's no advance. Hey, you get there, you get to the venue, you get your client in pocket and send another guy out to scout the venue, check the route to the platform, look around, figure out what's going on in there, you know, leave the contact, leave the client with some coverage on them, but, you know, figure the lay of the land out, figure out if you're staged, staged your vehicle's in the right spots, figure out, um, you know, where all the medical equipment is in the venue. Of course, you're gonna have stuff on you, but what are the assets? You know, talk to the house staff, talk to the people who work there, find out what kind of issues they deal with there, and get the lay of the land. When you get a vehicle and you're in another country, you're getting ready to operate, 
after you've set it up the way that you set your vehicle up back home, and after you have made sure that you're competent with all the different ways the vehicle works, you know how the seats come up and down, you know how the trunk opens, so you look competent when you're moving your clients in and out of that vehicle, run a functions check on the vehicle. Make sure all your lights are working, make sure your uh, blinkers are working, test out your brakes, take a look at all the levels, make sure every single thing in that vehicle is 100% uh, before you take it out on the road and you put your clients in there and they start trusting you with that vehicle. Another big one that a lot of guys don't think about, make sure the vehicle smells good. I've returned many vehicles, see? Music's on, can't have that happen when the client's in the car. Something I think we should talk about is, what if you are gonna make contact with a suspect, a perpetrator, someone you think might be an aggressor um, while you're out in the field, man? Definitely the context dictates the tactics. And most of the time, it probably, depending on the client demographic you're serving, won't be a violent type of encounter. Uh, you'll need to kind of interview the person and probe a little bit to kind of see what's necessary, right? Um, this is something that's gotta be done with the utmost tact, respect. You need to be a surgeon at this moment. You may tell them you are security and you work for the family. You may not tell them. You may tell them, you know, you help the family, that you're a vendor, you're uh, one of the uh, lawn inspection guys, you're whatever suits what would be appropriate, your personal assistant, whatever you can get away with if you think that that might make the situation a little bit worse, right? But if you need that authority at that time, then maybe you put that into play. You know, when you're approaching this person, you want to give them an out and you want to give them the moral high ground. Hey man, how's it going? Totally cool. Uh, what you up to? You know, you want to be congenial. You want to be conversational. You know, say they're lurping around the client's house, you know, and you're kind of like, well, what's going on? You want to address them. You want to be casual. Um, in case they do have a purpose, you don't know, that could be your client's best friend from third grade. And they could go into the client's house for a meeting after that and want to suicide you as best they can. You know what I'm saying? So considerations when you're making contact. If you're out at a venue and you're moving with your principal or your client, you know, does your principal or your client want you to be the big bad security guy? Or do they want, do they even want everyone to know they have security? If that's the case, the answers to those questions should help guide you as to how you're gonna make that contact, whether you're gonna be like, you know, hey, how's it going? We're just trying to have a good night and we're just trying to relax, or whether you're gonna be like, hey, excuse me, and you're gonna be a little bit more aggressive. Um, but always lead with respect. Always remember you're representing your client, your principal, right? You're representing those who are paying you to do protection. You're representing those companies and you're representing your own brand. So my advice is if you're gonna make contact, lead with respect, come on very, very gently and then you can ratchet it up or down as needed. Unless obviously it's a physical security issue. And then, well, it's time to go to work. Yo, yo, so today was a simple mission out in Beverly Hills, got tasked with taking a client, picking a client up from the FBO, taking them around town to a few errands and then back. What do you do? How do you do it? For me, the, the mission was gonna start around 10 o'clock. I got here around eight o'clock, ran the routes, uh, made contact with the FBO, made sure they knew who I was, what I was here to do. Didn't necessarily tell them I was security, but that I was driving a client who was gonna be on one of the vehicles, uh, on one of the aircraft coming in. Gave them the tail number, got in here, um, then went, ran my routes exactly as I was gonna run them with the client. Uh, made contact with the different venues, figured out how to get in and out of all the buildings, efficiently, effectively, and smoothly. Uh, touched base with valet and all that stuff, came back to the FBO, ran through everything with the client. So the client then was able to 
you know, I was able to move through the scenarios with the utmost confidence because I'd already been there before on the exact same day. Knew about the construction, knew about the way they were going to work, uh, the, the different door, alternate door they were using that day because I'd already been there this morning. And your client can sense that confidence that you have when you are able to do all the homework. You can't always do it, but when you can do it, you should do it. So ran through all that stuff, got back to the FBO, liaised with them, got tarmac access. Uh, this way, when the client comes in on the aircraft, boom, you're right there. You can roll up to the jet, uh, and it all just comes down to doing good advance work, being early, and um, you know, doing the small things that people don't think about. So you get a straightforward mission like that. I just want to encourage you guys out there in the game. It doesn't hurt to go in early, get all the legwork you can get done done, so that when fly balls go up in the air, you've got what it takes to make a play. Flight-based operations, uh, another consideration. So you're getting ready to go to the FBO. Uh, hopefully you did your advance and you're familiar with a good contact number for the FBO, a POC with the FBO, and you understand their procedures to get tarmac access. Tarmac access is one way you can really get your clients the type of service they've come to love and respect driving straight onto the tarmac at the FBO flight-based operations, the private airport, and allowing them to fly straight up to their plane. They really enjoy these types of things. So getting these types of things is very, very important. You want to call ahead if you are on your way back to the FBO, but during your advance, you should have gone to the FBO and understood their procedures to get tarmac access. Some airports absolutely will not let you have it. Some airports will let you have it. Sometimes there may be a fee involved. You can read between the lines. Nonetheless, if you're in that client movement, make sure you've already cleared the path to try and get your clients tarmac access before that movement takes place. And then as you get closer to the FBO, give them a call, let them know, hey, we're 10 minutes out, we're five minutes out, we're pulling into your parking lot right now so that they can be ready to receive and they're expecting to see you at the call box, expecting to see you at the gate so that the movement is nice and smooth. The smoothness, smoothness is how we keep our jobs. It's the soft skills. Hard skills may, may save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Hey, let's make this the best year of your executive protection career. So you're working a venue, <clears throat> you're going in, staying off the radar, no point of contact. You've got to build the whole entire thing uh, before the principal, before the clients arrive. If I could give you one advice, you know, as you're doing your uh, emergency management plan and you're looking at your local law enforcement medical assets and you're getting ready to understand that venue. The best thing for you to do is do what you do like you know what you're doing. Walk around, grab your phone, uh, look important, and just be at home in that environment. As you move through the back walkways, you understand the entrances, the exits, make sure you have a good alibi in case, you're, uh, in case you get um, asked any questions, but I can pretty much guarantee you, especially if you're at a bigger venue, like a nicer hotel or a place that has uh, executive protection presence uh, frequently. You do what you do, like you know what you're doing and like you're a professional. Um, and that's how you move in and out of these environments. Confidence is the most important dress code. Confidence is the most important garment you will put on during your career at various times, whether you're looking to get a job, whether you're looking to interface with clients, principals, um, confidence. And it sounds small, but remember this next time you've got to go and build the entire advance from scratch with no contacts and uh, nothing being given to you, which happens uh, not infrequently in what we do. Just some thoughts on thinking like an executive protection agent or specialist, you know, understanding context as you move with your clients and go different places. It's really important uh, when it comes to assessing for risk. So, 
you know, you're going to see this a lot with new guys, especially. So you're going like you're maybe you're going to the grocery store, you know, with your client, with your principal, and it's like random. And you're like, you know, especially if you're kind of new to the game, you might be a little more dialed up, a little bit more like, oh man, all right, we're gonna go out in the open, like, all right, game on. The real question is like, what type of threats are you looking at? You know, what type of negative attention are you looking at? You're looking at more than likely random people who may recognize your principal, recognize your client, but you're probably not looking at like a really high-end coordinated attack. You know, you're probably looking at like the chance that someone who doesn't like them sees them, you know, the chance that someone who really wants to get close to them gets close to them or someone who wants to embarrass them or something. You're looking at those types of threats, right? And when you're doing something like a movement having to do with any type of venue that has access to your information and might sell it, like airports, hotels, any venue where people know you're gonna be at, these are situations where you're gonna be dealing with an increased uh, reality of risk. Your risk is gonna be increased. And so these are the locations where you need to make sure you're dialed up, dialed in, and you're assessing for those more sophisticated enemies. Um, that want to do even more nefarious things um, and in a coordinated fashion, right? So the more risk you have, the more exposure you have to uh, higher quality predators essentially out there in the game. Um, so unless as um, as Christian West and uh, Ivor Tarrant says, you know, the Viking ninjas probably didn't follow you to uh, the random stop at the grocery store, you know what I mean? But if you're dealing with, once again, like um, any organization that understands your movements, has those movements and might have them for sale, or anything that you put out on the net that you're gonna be at this place at that time, that's when you're dealing with a higher threat level. So that's when you're a little bit more rigid, paying closer attention, a little more relaxed, and a little more in that flow of reading your environment and all that stuff. You're always dialed all the way up, but these are just like mental shortcuts to help you recognize the types of threats you may see in different environments um, and know when to put your uh, mental bandwidth where, right? You're waiting for your clients to come in to the said FBO. One thing I want to remind you of is never take it for granted that your client's gonna show up where they said they were going to because things happen. Uh, best practice that has helped me tremendously is always to make sure I reach out to the pilot of the plane whenever possible to make sure I get confirmation on the number of packs, uh, the number of passengers, and also to make sure that I know exactly what FBO he's going to be landing at. Then go inside and verify that tail number for arrival with that FBO so that you know for a fact you are at the right place. Make sure you use the flight tracker app so you can actually track the, track the aircraft and also liaise, cross-reference that information with the front desk at the actual FBO. That way, no mistakes happen because these mistakes can be the last mistakes you make on a detail. If you come into the industry from a military background like myself, do not make the mistake of assuming that since you're a shooter with your rifle, or your crew serve or whatever it is, that you can bang with a pistol. Um, I personally made the same mistake. I had a civilian buddy, Luke Agajanian, who was like, 
we were shooting, we were doing some stuff, and he's like, you should come out to the shooting competitions. And I'm like, man, I don't need no shooting. He's like, do you know who I am? I was like, I'm a United States Marine. I've been to war twice, son. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. I basically was like, man, I'll go to your shooting competition, smoke check everybody, you know, and eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich afterwards, son. I went to this competition and there were 14 year old girls mopping the floor with me. Never been to one. You need to go to the gun dojo, man. Uh, that's how else do you know where you stack up? Don't be one of these supposed protectors that runs from finding out where you stack up. That's big. So, message. Anyways, so then I realized like, yo, these people, all these people are out shooting me, beating the brakes off of me. Uh, I'm like not going to go to Valhalla like this. So anyways, then I realized I gotta do better and I have to be able to outperform definitely the civilians and I need to be able to outperform intelligent combatives with combat-centric backgrounds, right? So I really started to learn the way of the pistol, start to learn how to gunfight with a pistol. It's a different thing, man, than just running around with a rifle. Rifles are the one of the easiest firearms platforms to shoot. It don't mean nothing if you can run a, if you can run a rifle. Um, like it does if you can run a pistol, it's much more finicky. So don't assume that you're already competent uh, with firing a pistol. One of my details, we do pistol, we, we run an indoc. You've gotta pass pistol, you gotta pass medical, you gotta do some things in order to get to be able to hang with the boys and we're gonna judge your competence. Uh, one of the biggest things I see in dudes that wash out of that are dudes that come from the military, do what I did, just cause you've been to war with a rifle, you think you can run with a pistol. The pistol is the new katana. That is the new short sword. That is the new uh, weapon you will be carrying on your person for personal protection, self-defense, and the, the, the primary tool we use to protect our clients if we find ourselves in an unfortunate situation where violence is required to change human behavior. In executive protection, you're gonna have to do advanced work in different locations. If you've never done um, an advance at an FBO, that's flight-based operations, private airport, um, here's some considerations on how I do it um, and ways that you can do it and uh, achieve success. You know, uh, obviously for our clients, we can't make mistakes, but the way you do this will have a lot to do with the access you're given and the way you're treating, treated by the FBO, which is ultimately um, the way we render our clients the highest quality and service, right? Getting things like tarmac access are very important. Um, and having the FBO look at you as a professional is extremely important because you, if you're in this industry for any period, a long period of time, you'll be dealing with these same people multiple times over the years, right? Uh, months even, right? So, you know, when I walk into an FBO, the one thing you've got to make sure you have at the ready is the tail number. For my interactions with the uh, facilitators at the FBO, you almost want to seem not like you're bored with what you're doing, but you want to keep the stress really low. Don't go in there like your top flight security and like, hi, I'm here with da da da, and I need to get tarmac access. You know, you need to go in there and be like, hey, good morning, hope you guys are good. Like, keep the stress level down, look like you deserve to be there. Like, you know, this is what you do, it's not a big deal. And it's just something as simple as, hey, good morning, how y'all doing today? Uh, I've got a family or a client flying in, uh, tail number, bop, 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 bop. You know, just want to double check that I'm in the right spot. And they're like, oh yeah, we see them here on the computer. Or if they're not, 
in the computer because they're blacking out the tail number. You know, you want to make sure that they know you have a legitimate tail number. And then comes the big ask, which is, okay, for tarmac access. You want to get that tarmac access so you can pull your vehicle up to the plane and look like a pro and render a high quality service. Some FBOs may make you pay for it. Other FBOs, it's so quiet and there's no security to the point where it's almost criminal. It's like a little bit scary, right? But the way, the way I always ask is just, hey, here's my tail number. And then I just flow right into, and for tarmac access, what's your guys' procedure? Do I just pull up to the gate over there and call in? And they're usually like, yeah, just pull up to the gate. Let us know, you know, closer to the time when your aircraft is arriving and we'll let you through the gate, park right here. When you get through that gate, you have to make sure you know where you're at on that runway. Uh, there are lines on the farther side of the tarmac away from the buildings that you'll see that have to do with the runway and the travel of planes. Never cross those lines because there is a tower watching and if you do cross those lines, you will incur a fine and um, that's not a good look for you. So when you're out there, go straight to where they designate for you to park and then when you're moving to the plane, make sure you have the FBO's instructions to do so and or you follow the golf cart or whatever service they have out there escorting you to your, to your aircraft, to your gear as they like to call it. These are just some considerations in the executive protection game for doing flight-based operations, advanced work, and making sure you can render the highest quality of service to your principals, clients, and shareholders. When you're working a venue, um, say you're at a church, your client is gonna possibly be on stage. What are you looking for? You do your advanced report, obviously law enforcement, obviously medical, um, paths of travel the route from the green room um, to the platform, the route from the platform. This is the same for any, most venues, uh, whether it's singing, acting, talent, external doors, that you can evacuate them through if need be, make sure vehicles are staged out there. Um, as you continue moving, uh, you know, uh, hard rooms, how do we identify a hard room? Uh, any room that hopefully opens inward, and has no windows and doors, storage closets, bathrooms, things like that are good hard rooms to fortify those rooms. And you also wanna have some standoff so that you guys can hide in the room, not behind the door, or get around a corner so that, you know, if someone was to shoot at you, they can't shoot through the wall and through the door and um, hit you from the inside. Um, just a few considerations when looking for different locations to put your security plan and advance information um, into the overall security strategy when you are the first guy on the ground. Traveling through international airports and FBOs. Uh, remember, the stuff I talk about is not the way, it's always a way. There are 850 million different ways to do these things, um, but here are some considerations that may help you professional protector Every FBO and airport, especially in countries, they're different, they have different procedures. If you can, try to keep your client low in vehicles or in a uh, nice, comfortable place in order to get through passport control. Sometimes you can do it on the bird, sometimes you can do it in the VIX, sometimes you can do it in a nice airport setting, like you'll have lounges and VIP areas. Always try to do that if possible. Try to get one person to have the passports so they can hand them smoothly to the airport customs agents or whoever your controller is. Um, these little things, make sure you communicate very clearly to your clients, principals, and or their uh, assistants and handlers 
procedures are going to look like. So everyone's not surprised when they get to the airport and you have to get out, walk through customs or go through security and different things like that. Most of the time you can hire a handler from the airport who uh, will expedite your services. Um, this really, really can be one of those relationship things. You want to make sure you come in there selling security with the right attitude leveraging the proper social dynamics, respecting the environment you're in, not making demands, making requests, and making sure everyone knows you're on the same team trying to make sure your clients and principals have the best experience possible. Make sure you get on an app like FlyAware or FlyTrack, get that tail number in there, and stay at the FBO until your principals and clientele uh, are up in the sky and at the least, sometimes we even wait to the point of no return. Let me tell you something about the night that night residential team. <laughs> do not fall asleep. Good to go. Do whatever you have to do to not fall asleep and stay on your game. Don't let the Sandman win. Remember, every time you're with your client, you need to be selling security, proving security, and every single person on your detail is depending on you to prove to be competent, trustworthy, dependable, and professional. Whether it's the day shift, the night shift, or anything like that, nothing will sink your detail sooner. There are things, but one thing that will sink your detail and you as an operator uh, quicker than you can say whatever is to get caught sleeping. Don't fail yourself, don't fail your team. Do what you gotta do, stay awake and stay sharp. Sitting at a drop, working a client, you're in a new environment and it's an environment that you're not organic to. A few little things I do uh, and make sure that I have is have an alibi, you know? People look at you, I'm a 240 pound black guy, so you know, I need to put people at ease, you know? I, I, and I take responsibility for doing that. I'm friendly, I smile, but I keep to myself because I don't want to get tied up in a conversation and have people probing and so what are you doing here? It's just friendly conversation. But for what we do, we're trying to stay off the radar and give no information, right? Pull out your cell phone if you're not right on top of your client, if you're not on the close protection, concentric ring of protection, you know? Uh, use your sunglasses, watch what's going on while you look at your phone or while you look at something else, but look as normal and relaxed as possible. Be as congenial as possible. Start to use those social dynamics to engineer an environment, engineer relationships, even with thin slice contact, where people start to feel like you're a good guy. And if they start to have that feeling that you're not a threat and you're a good guy and you do have to do something, you've already laid the groundwork for people to say, no, 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 this guy was just doing his, minding his business, or no, that guy was helping this person get from point A to B and someone else started heckling them. Uh, these are just considerations. Have a cover story, you know, uh, know why you are, where you are, what you're doing, and do little things like that that you think about ahead of time that keep you out of trouble and make you successful at this game. Remember, true warriors win first and then they go to war. You're in a client's room before they land, you're setting the room up, you're making sure it's prepped, you're making sure it's got all the waters and everything in it, you're making sure it's got all the things that they like, turn down services right, you're doing everything in that room. That room is like, it's like a vacuum, it's like, not a vacuum, but it's like a controlled space. You don't touch anything inside that room. You don't go to the bathroom in that room, you don't throw anything in the garbage in that room. That room is like, it's like the holy grail of rooms. You wanna make it in and out of that room without leaving any footprints, without leaving any, what we call in the Marine Corps, target indicators. You want them to not even really know you're there and you wanna put all the things that they want inside that room. 
that's the whole goal when you go through and you sweep, whether you're doing surveillance sweeps, uh, whether you're setting the room up with all the accoutrements, which, you know, us cool EP guys, us tough EP guys still do need to do from time to time. Um, you want to get in and out of that environment and leave it undisturbed. You might find yourself during your executive protection career wanting to ask, yo, how come my client was nice to me yesterday, but then today is much more like quiet and standoff. Did I do something wrong? Am I missing the mark? You know, are they still happy with me? Like what's going on? You might be trying to figure those things out. And those are like legitimate questions. And before you know your client, you might be worried about it. My advice, stay calm, stay cool, get out of your own head, deliver a high quality work product and give them nothing negative to say about you. Give the proper greeting, give them the ETA when they get in the car and do your thing. Remember, our clients are high powered people who live high powered lives and have billionaire problems. Don't take it personal if one day they're more personable and the next day they're quiet. They might appreciate the fact that they don't have to small talk with you while they're in the car and they can get things done. Here's an issue we deal with in executive protection all the time. Nothing goes wrong. Just because nothing goes wrong, it does not mean that you are doing a good job. Just because nothing has uh, blown up, no one's been shot, no clients have been embarrassed or anything like that, it does not mean that you are doing a good job and that you are keeping your clients and, and, and principals safe. That just means nothing has gone wrong. So never take uh, uh, the reality that nothing's happened yet as a reality that you are doing your job. Yes, in some cases, it means that you're mitigating risks. If you're talking about the awareness that your principals and clients have where they're like, well, nothing's happened, why are we paying you? Totally understand that, but you know when you look at your key performance indicators, when you look at all of the different incident reports that you've been filing, the doors you've been locking, and, and all the hours that you keep your clients productive and happy, right? You know that you've been keeping the dragon at bay, but when you look inside of yourself, the fact, and you look at your detail, and you look at your systems, and you look at all the different deliverables that you bring to bear, just because nothing's happened yet doesn't mean you're ready. So. This means you need to really, really dig deep. Go get training that you have never gone and gotten before. You know, I've gone to some pretty amazing training courses. PFC was one of the latest ones. Opened my eyes to a lot of things, man, in this game that I've been doing this for over 10 years, you know, and honestly, you gotta train outside of what you're comfortable with and what you're familiar with and learn what other people in this beautiful industry have to offer. Hire another company to come and do red cell, to come and test your systems. Hire someone from outside to come and test your systems because the reality of this industry is and what's scary about executive protection is, how do you know you're ready? How do you really know you're ready? You know, if you're never battle tested. So, you know, in the Marines, anytime we get downtime, we, we tighten up our gear, we dig in, we make our position more fortified, and we, we see the future, look into the future. What could go wrong? Play the future game, you know what I'm saying? And use your imagination to imagine any and everything happening and create systems and plans and strategies to mitigate those risks, and then continue doing that. That is how we play this chess game. Um, but seriously, don't sit on your laurels and think just because nothing's happened yet that you are ready. When you're doing this work in the field, you're gonna have to work with a lot of different teams, vendors, specialists, everyone from your waiters to venues, drivers, people at your FBO, and there's gonna be all these tasks and you need all the different tasks of everyone who you're working with to like mesh together and work together well so that your client principal can have the smoothest and most seamless experience. Because um, we're not just there for security, we keep them safe, productive, and happy, like the boys at AS Solutions used to say. So we gotta make sure everything's smooth. Some would say smooth with a V. Anyways, so 
you gotta get everyone working together smoothly. Now the thing about human beings is they don't really like to be told anything and a lot of times they like to act like they know what to do. You know, they wanna be cool, they wanna be cool with you, sometimes there's ego stuff. One of the things that I've done, it's a little thing, but it'll go a long way, that's really helped me work with other um, individuals that have specific jobs is I have them tell me back what they're gonna do and I do it in a respectful way. So I'm briefing them, I'm like, all right, check it out. Um, you know, this such and such is gonna walk in here and all I need you to do really to help us would be just, you know, walk them to the table, serve them first, boom. Simple thing like that. Now, they're gonna be like, yeah, 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 I got it. The key in my opinion, what's helped me is I like to say, okay, solid. So what are you gonna do when they walk in? They're like, oh, get them to say it back to you get them to say it back to you. If they can tell you back what they want, what you need them to do, then it improves your chances that they'll actually do the right thing. Yo, so I need you to drop them right here. Here's the drop pin, just basically pull up. You'll see me out front. Okay, solid, what are you gonna do? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna roll up, boom. I'll look for you out front. I'll drop them right in front of you. Just place that passenger door right at my feet. Solid, boom. And then get them to say it back to you because if, they, if you let them go, if you let them off on just a yeah, 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 I know, I know, solid, I've done this a million times, you'll have these little hiccups in your day and in your flow and in your protocols and in all the things you're trying to execute on that have to do with other vendors that you have to put on the team in order to get the job done that are not executing exactly what you want, exactly where you want it to happen. Remember, we're kind of like social dynamics wizards, but we've got to be like social dynamics, like, like, uh, specialists, but more like we need to be surgeons. We need to get other people to do what we need them to do to maintain our security structure and our flow during the day. That's the game. That's when your principals and clients, they get done with the whole entire day. They don't think about you once because you're getting everything done the way it's supposed to be done. Or maybe every once in a blue moon, they realize, man, this has been pretty smooth. Thank you. But we don't work for that. Thank yous or no thank yous. We want to make it smooth. This is a little trick. I promise you will go a long way. Get them to repeat back to you the task you have given them respectfully and courteously. Maybe you're going to a theme park. You're going to be protecting a number of little humans. Here's the thing about kids and little humans. They're fast. They're erratic. They can be tough to keep track of. So one of the things I suggest at the beginning of a work day when you're working with little human, little clients is um, take a snapshot of them, obviously. Try not to get their face, but take a snapshot of what they're wearing, pop, pop. So you know what your little human's wearing because when they start getting out of here in the public and start mixing it up and running around and wanna have fun, you have their description. One, in case you need to give it to park services, emergency services and things like that, and two, just so you can stay on point with your PID because sometimes the brain doesn't remember exactly what they're wearing and the details of description. So. When you're like, yo, what were they, when you're actually out there in the crowd, they're running around, and there are a bunch of people swirling around in front of your face, you can look back at your picture and be like, this is what I'm looking for. And sometimes it does help you keep your orientation. A lot of guys will act like they're too good for this tip, but it's a good tip. Those of y'all who've been in the game know what I'm talking about. When you're out on the road, you gotta get to the gym. You want your clients to experience and benefit from the positive endorphins you unlock. Your physical fitness as a protector is serious. It tells me something about your mental, emotional, physical health. This matter of being in shape, working out on the road, using what you got, doing a jailhouse workout inside your hotel room, whatever you gotta do to make sure you're ready to meet whatever threats may exist. 
and represent yourself, your brand, your company's brand, and your client's brand the best as possible when you're out there working is a very serious matter. Get to the gym, get those push-ups, go for a run, and make sure you present the best of you to the world. I'm hearing more and more about the international driver's license. Woo! That's what it looks like. Um, uh, as we travel the world, doing what we do, um, it's becoming more of a requirement to have one of these. So if you do not have an international driver's license, make sure you get one. Um, if you are getting into the game along with your passport and all the other things you need to have, right? Have your state licenses, your guard card, your exposed weapons permit, your CCW, the beginning of the interview questions, right? Like, are you, should you even be here? Do you even have your stuff, right? Have those, but get your passport get your passport and get an international driver's license. The whole entire process probably took me about 10 minutes from door to door and uh, costs about 20, 30 bucks when it's all said and done. But it is something that can save you a lot of damage if you get to a country and you need to rent a vehicle and that particular country or that particular um, car rental organization will not rent to you unless you have one. You can't let something like that happen. And these are the little things that you don't think about that slip through the cracks that can cost you a client, cost you a detail, um, and cost you in the most important thing, reputation, right? So we've got to deliver for those who depend on us and invest in us. International driver's license. Operational security, working different principles and clients, right? Uh, don't forget about your operational security when you're in this game and when you're in this industry. There have been situations where families of protectors have been targeted uh, in order to get to the principal or to get to that agent's clientele. So keep that in mind when you're posting on social media. Keep that in mind when you're parking your car. Keep that in mind with regards to your personal license plate, where you park your vehicle, how you mask your license plate. There are a number of different things you can do to keep your personal belongings and your family safer. You've got to remember that you're taking on a degree of threat uh, that's associated with your client. Even if it's if it's someone who's well-liked, there's an inherent degree of danger that comes with, comes with your socioeconomic status. And understanding the implications of that is a way that not only us as security providers, but also anyone else on staff can help protect themselves and their lives. Personally, I never post pictures anymore of my family or of things and people that are associated with me that really, really matter to me. You know, you see the social media, you see all that stuff, but all you see is me. You know, you wanna make sure that you're protecting your life and protecting those things that you can't always protect when you're protecting others. Just a thought. Um, FBOs, high-end environments, VIP, places you might find yourself in areas where um, people are going to be looking at you and wondering who you are what you do and why you're there if you're bigger than them or stronger than them probably definitely the case right we do what we can to blend in we do what we can not to disrupt environments however just by the organic kind of imprint we have as who we are as protectors um, we have a pretty big footprint in, in environments, right? So, you know, we want bad guys to notice us and, and to think to try again later, but that comes with the reality that good people notice us and other protectors notice us, other gatekeepers notice us. 
um, and when we enter these environments, right? The sheep notice us. Um, so my suggestion is always to show yourself friendly, courteous, and professional. When people are looking at you, trying to like figure out who you are, look right back at them, give them a smile, say, good morning, you know, how are you doing today? Show yourself friendly and disarm people everywhere you go. This also helps you engineer, socially engineer an environment of safety. So if you do have to do your job in front of them, they already have a feeling that you are a good, uh, respectable, professional human being and not just maybe some knucklehead or bonehead or Neanderthal or tough guy or um, maybe a suspect um, because they notice that you're watching the environment and predators all watch the environment, right? So um, <clears throat> as you go through the world and enter all these very sensitive environments where people aim to give people a white glove, glove experience, Make sure that you're always just interacting with people as courteously and professionally as possible and be offensive in um, being friendly and disarming people. Give them the greeting of the day um, and present yourself as a, as a nice, friendly protector, um, especially if someone's like maybe judging you or sizing you up. Uh, it's gone very far for me. So Byron Rogers, Executive Protection Training Day Field Note. Let's make this year the best year of your career. Hit the link that accompanies this video and uh, Let's win together, man. Love you guys. Boom. This is my MCK. There are many like it, but this one is mine. If you've got a firearm sitting around, a pistol that you are not doing anything with, get an MCK. They make them for every single model. If you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier, Get one, man. They are ultra affordable. CAA MCK micro conversion kits are the changing the game, y'all. So if you don't have one, you need to get one. Get one. Your women, children, people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. You will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. I want to get one of these into the hands of a hundred thousand more protectors this year because ultimately we are only as good as the things the nation is only as good as its protection your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it mck go get one drop your handgun in take it to the next level out Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. 
They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protected by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.